What are you going to do with what it is that you just learned? Answer that question. If you can't answer it in 15 seconds or less, it was waste of time. It was a waste of money. This is the Military Sherpa Podcast. Left, right, left leadership insights from America's best. With your Military Sherpa, Mark Tilshire. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Military Sherpa Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and man, my team and I have been hard at work with some major announcements that are going to be kicking off on Monday. So you don't want to miss Monday's podcast episode when you're working out, when you're exercising. You want to have that in. It's going to be fire. But that's not what today is about. Today is about something a little bit different. Today is about buzzwords. And I'm probably going to rant a little bit, and I hope that you can hang on for the ride. But for me, I have a strong aversion to buzzwords. I hate buzzwords. And any time in my military career that something became a buzzword, I was almost convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, that the problem it was trying to address was probably never going to get fixed. And one of the words, especially in the last half of my military career, the word was resilience. And there were some others, but that was the big one. And resilience in and of itself is an admirable goal. It's an amazing idea. It's a good concept and one that we should all strive to. If our families are resilient and we encounter hardship, the odds that we get through it successfully increase. If I'm a high performer, I'm a resilient team, the odds that we can have a new task dumped on us and survive that or thrive during it increase. The more resilient we are, the odds that we can take a hit or can keep going or that we can take on more and our capacity can decrease and we can survive that go up. So resiliency in and of itself is a fine concept. But as soon as the military embraced this idea of resiliency and all these programs and buzzwords got attached to it, I saw what you saw, which is that not only were things not going to change, but now there was going to start to be an aversion amongst the general population. And as a military leader, that was hard for me because internally, I loved resiliency. I didn't like resiliency programs, and yet I was trying to make the programs I didn't like effective. And right now, there's three buzzwords that I see everywhere. Empathy, emotional intelligence, and coaching. Like I cannot turn on my LinkedIn, I cannot turn on my Facebook, my social media without seeing somebody talking about empathy and why empathy is the solution to all of our problems. I can't turn on my social media without seeing the word emotional intelligence and hearing about why emotional intelligence is the solution to all of our problems. And if I had a nickel for everyone that now has coach in their name, I think that I would just, well, first I would be rich, but I want to throw up almost every time that I see it. And it's hard because empathy is valuable and empathy is, is, is a great trait to have. And we should all aspire and strive to be empathetic. And emotional intelligence is a phenomenal skill. It's one of the core, the three things that I say that every leader needs to have. Leadership skills, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. It's one of the three. It's, it's the three-legged stool. Take away one, you fall. But now that everybody's talking about it, my natural aversion is to be like, well, now I know the problem is not going to get solved. It's not going to get fixed. And then the last one is coaching. And, and gosh, this one is really hard for me because coaching is the solution to our problems, right? I do believe that internally a coaching culture, and that's what I'm trying to build is a coaching culture. And so what do I do, right? Like everybody is using the word coach. Everybody has coach in front of their name. It's like coach, coach, coach. Every freaking time I turn around, everybody's a coach. And everybody's chasing coaching. And, and with my certification program, this came up this week. And I was interested as I was looking at metrics and diagnostics and, and what is my competition and all these types of things. And it's like coaching is the number one thing that everybody wants right now. But as I dig like one layer below the surface, everybody wants to be a coach. And then I ask military leaders, what are you coaching to? And nobody has any idea. 
well, we just want coaches embedded in our units. Okay, cool. What are they coaching to? I don't know. What are they coaching about? What are they trying to solve? What are they? Oh, we just want coaches because the data says that, you know, coach, coach, coach drives me nuts. By the time that something becomes a buzzword, vultures start capitalizing on it. By the time that something becomes a buzzword, everybody puts it in their LinkedIn post. Everybody puts it in their title. Everyone's a coach now. Everyone's about empathy. Everyone's about emotional intelligence. And so what happens from my point of view now is that the message gets watered down and I've intentionally stayed out of this arena. I've stayed out of the empathy arena, the emotional intelligence arena. I've stayed out of the coaching arena and I've tried a different approach. When it becomes a buzzword, the message gets watered down and the impact gets lost. People get discouraged. I got discouraged and I know that many of you get discouraged too. Because as soon as a new program rolls down the pipe, you know the problem is about to compound or at least not get solved. And the proof is in the pudding. Look at the numbers on, on suicide and mental health and self, all of these things, right? Divorce. What are we doing to these numbers? Nothing. And I'm not saying that we're not trying and there's great people in great positions really getting after these numbers, but we're not trying. We're going to embed coaches. And what are they going to coach to? Nothing. They don't know. They're getting certified in programs that in the civilian sector are dealing with civilian problems. They're not dealing with military problems. Your life is so complex. Your contemporaries, the people who are out in society doing your job, let's just say for a second that you're a maintainer and you're working on aircraft. The person that's a maintainer working on aircraft at Delta, they're not dealing with the problems that you're dealing with. Their employees are not coming into the office and going, I think my spouse is going to leave me. She's got the passport. She's taking the kids. Hey, I need to be on an airplane in the morning. My grandfather's going to die. Hey, I just found out that I have this disease. Hey, my children are dealing with this problem and I can't get a babysitter. You get fired for that in the civilian sector. In the military, that's your job to solve. Your troop gets a DUI in the military. You're having a bad day. Your employee gets a DUI in the civilian sector. You probably don't even know about it. Your problems are not civilian problems. And the programs that we're chasing after are not going to fix your problems either. And so it drives me crazy. We don't have a problem with some of these things that I see people posting about. Care is not our number one problem. Emotion is not our number one problem. Lack of emotion isn't our number one problem. Leadership is about skills, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. If your leadership program isn't tackling those three things, you're wasting your time. It's not going to scale. Do what feels good. But if the thing that you're doing doesn't transform your life today in a way that you can pass on to your people tomorrow, it's not going to scale. What's the point? It's not going to work. And I'm pointing these things out to you, not because I suppose I want you to be bitter. I'm pointing these things out to you, not because I want you to, to, to join me in camp never going to happen. I'm pointing these things out to you because I want the scales to fall from your eyes. And when you look around and see what people are doing and listening to people talk, if what they're getting is applause and everybody feels good, and you're like, that was a great speech. And man, I feel really, what are you going to do with what it is that you just learned? Answer that question. If you can't answer it in 15 seconds or less, it was waste of time. It was a waste of money. Yeah. Okay. I should, I should start going and, and listening to my people. Yeah, okay, cool. When? How? What are you going to do today? What are you going to do on your drive home? Can you get on the phone and put that into practice right now? Your filter, we're spending way too much money, way too much time. Your filter needs to be on the practical and the viral. Does it work? 
Are you going to be able to share it? Does it work? Do you want everyone you know to go through what you just went through? If the answer to both of those questions is not yes, get on a different train. Get on a different train. Stop wasting time. Stop wasting money. We need to stop pointing fingers. We need to stop thinking and, and chasing after emotion and buzzwords. And we need to start addressing the skills gap. And if you want to know what I mean by the skills gap, this is it. All right. If I was to line up everyone in the military and I was to say, well, let's just say at your base, we'll make it even smaller, your installation. If I was to line up everyone at your installation and I would say, line up and tell me how should we take care of troops? How should we lead people, we'll say. And people would come up to the microphone and the first person would grab the mic and they'd be like, well, we should lead from the front. And I'd be like, that's a great answer. Next, well, we, we shouldn't ask him to do anything we wouldn't do. And it's like, okay, great. That's, that's a great answer. And everybody would agree and everyone would nod their heads because we share this collective how, the way Simon Sinek would say it, right? Our, our why, how, or what. We share this collective how. But if I was to talk about military skills and I was to say, hey, teammates, let me give you a scenario. This team is full of drama and gossip and you've got this person doing A and this person doing B and this person doing C and this leader doesn't know. Let's get up to the microphone. Share with me what we should do. In the first scenario, how should we lead people? We would run out of ideas really quick, right? Like everybody has the same like five basic things. How do we lead people? Lead from the front. Don't ask them to do things you wouldn't do. You know, uh, 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 I don't know, right? That's it. But when it comes to practical skills, how should we deal with drama and gossip in our work center? What should we do when our boss doesn't like us, when we're leading volunteers, we're leading our peers? We accidentally violate somebody's trust? I could put hundreds of people up to the microphone and say, don't say the same thing twice. And I would get so many answers. We have no standard leadership toolkit when it comes to the practical aspects of our day job and of our life. And if the military programs, if the things that you're doing, if the coaching certifications aren't addressing that problem, emotional intelligence, leadership skills, self-awareness, you're wasting your time. And again, this is not about getting on camp. This sucks. This is about helping you see that what you're doing, there's more out there. There's more available. There's more for you. This can sound like an advertisement at the end of my podcast, and I'm totally cool with that. Because I believe from every single feedback I get for our program, it's the best program in the world. It doesn't matter if you're a, a, this week I will have 40 plus first sergeants and commanders and I'll spend the whole week with them. Friday, they're going to say this is the best program I've ever been through. This was the most transformation I've ever experienced in my career that I wish everyone was here and I wish I would have had this earlier in my life. And all of them, first sergeants and commanders will walk out on Friday evangelists for what we do. Why? Because our program is focused on three things, leadership skills, self-awareness, emotional intelligence in yourself, and then building it into the life of another human being and creating healthy families, healthy teams that are killing it every day at work. And if that excites you, you want to be a part of that, go to my website, militarysherpa.com. That's our certification page. All of our classes are down at the bottom. I want to hear from you. So let's get it happening. I have a few dates left where I can still travel in 2023. I don't travel very often. I try not to. And so if you want to get me out to where you are, whether it's for a commander's offsite, a full-blown certification program, you need to reach out to me, markandmarktilsher.com. And you can see all the dates that we have at the bottom of the page, militarysherpa.com. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for letting me rant, teammates. Talk to you. Thanks for listening to the Military Sherpa Podcast with Mark Tilsher.